Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of We Believe to You, a paranormal podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And I struggled really hard not to say, and I'm uh, Michelle. I was and like, I was, <laughs> I was still, I was still waiting for you to say my name again. I, I, I almost did this time around. I don't know. I have to, every time I say our names, it's always Eric and Michelle, not just because mm-hmm. you're first born and just sounds better. <laughs> so I'm always like, and I'm Eric or Michelle. So anyway. Do you so, want to yeah, talk about guys. today's guest or should I? Yeah. So uh, today we have, I, I I feel comfortable saying friend of the podcast now, yes. friend of the podcast. He's been on, this is his third time on with us and we're, we really enjoy having him. Him and his brother are, are great to have on. Um, today we have Joseph from the Paranormal Journal. Woo! Joseph. Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> yes, Thanks. I do consider you guys friends, of course. So I'm always glad to be a part of this and be a part of your podcast. I enjoy listening to it and, and being a part of it all the same. So it's awesome to be back on with you all. Yeah, it's like one of the cool things that I was actually just telling Carlos about is that I mean, yeah, me being like super introverted and not feeling comfortable talking to strangers. And then we've built this like small, tiny little community of, you know, other believers. And and it's I don't know. It's really cool. It's been fun for me. And like people will just be like, hey, guys, haven't spoken to you in a while. Like, how you guys do? And I'm like, oh, my God, we're strangers (laughs) technically, but you care. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like we've never met in person, but you're still a friend. Well, we still have yeah, to. Like cool. I said, we still got to come yeah. on for an investigation one of these days. Well, yeah. Michelle and Eric, it'd be super awesome for a Halloween special. But listen, just- I was I, like, okay, well, and then I so there's this place, and I know you guys don't, you guys couldn't, and I don't even know what the logistics of, of being able to cross over into Mexico would be. Oh but God, like, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we'll need some there's this. First. <laughs> yeah no I, yeah, I i got you guys there's there's no but uh there's this there's actually this fort um that's over there that a cousin of ours i guess or his his mom's my dad's cousin so i guess he's like a second cousin mm-hmm. anyway but you know how us mexicans are everyone's yeah, a cousin he's, he's a cousin so um he uh he works at this fort i guess he's like a docent and like he knows about the history of this fort there in matamoros and uh Apparently, there's. I, I I told one of the stories on a story on one of the stories of high strangeness where there's like this piano that plays and people have heard stuff uh, in the fort, like lights have turned on and off and just things like that. And um, I I saw a video that they did, like a live video that they did on you on Facebook actually. And I mean, nothing came out in there, but they were talking about the different paranormal things. If nothing else, if at least we can go and like he can tell us about the place and we can do the whole thing about it on the podcast and hopefully do some recordings there. Because I, I think it would be an interesting place. But again, I know the logistics of going down there and, you know, taking equipment and all that stuff. I doubt it's like going to be a, a easy thing to do. So it was just a, an idea. I, I told Michelle and she was like, yeah, I don't think they cross. I was like, you have a point. No, I didn't say I don't think they cross. I said I would much rather do Fort Brown in Brownsville before I went into Mexico to do a fort that I don't know. That's all I said. That's true. I I just, well, it's just easier. I think, I feel like it'd be easier to get into that fort just because we know somebody there. But I mean, I'm sure we could talk to somebody at Fort Brown as well. Just be like, hey, I'm an alumni. And Joseph's probably like, I just wanted to like investigate 
a graveyard because y'all are gonna run away screaming at every noise. Yeah, and no. as you I mean, if y'all did, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's some good footage, but, uh, no, like, I mean, dude, I'm all for like going to like if you have the connection and, and you wanted you know us to come along and do some fun stuff over there. I'm all for it. I mean, it's a matter of having the connection. Like, I want to feel safe going just because I, I I have not been to Mexico since I was a younger kid, and I would love to go. So I'm, I'm sure there's tons of places down there that have you know, some crazy history and crazy happening, especially with everything that goes on when it comes to like brujeria and, you know, and all that stuff yeah. going on down there. I know that, the, you know, shit, let's go hunt for some duendes. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm down yeah. for um, duende hunting, but um, yeah, man, if, if you had the connection and you want to go down there, I'd be happy to tag along. And as long as we don't get robbed and I can back with all my equipment, I'm, I'm all good. To go. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, it, it, it was, like I said, something that, uh, well, like I said, his mom had actually told me the story about, about that whole thing and then um uh like i said i saw that facebook live that they did and he was talking about that same piano that his mother had told me about and i was like oh dude this would be so cool for the podcast because there was this other house that i had been wanting to do a whole thing on but literally today i went to go talk to the ladies to see if you know they'd be down to like give me the history of the house and and if anybody had any experiences there and they basically shut that shit down like they're like We'll no. give you the history, like I'll print it, and but that's about it. Like we're like we're not gonna have anybody come in here and like oh. ask any questions or anything. I was like, all right, well. And, and then my wife was. Uh-huh. That's here in the states. No, no, oh, that's really? in Mex- that's in Matamoros too. It's just it's, oh, okay. and it's not that this house is like supposed to be haunted or anything, but like if you, I, I took some pictures, and at night, even during the day, but at night, it's like this old like Victorian. New Orleans Victorian style house, and it looks really cool. And, and you out just of place. Get, yeah, and you just. Yeah, it looks really out of place in where it's at, and it just looks um, just the look of it is really cool, and and you just get like this like vibe that something there's just something that like I literally looked, yeah, I looked into the window into that living room area, and and like it just it looks so old and stuff, and I was like, yeah, there's something here, and then I talked to the <laughs> the the dude that takes care of the parking lot, and he told me some stuff, which I'm I'm gonna end up bringing up, I guess, in some stories of high strangeness because I can't really do the whole history. Or actually, no, you know what? Uh, that what I was gonna go. My wife was looking up some videos, and she saw somebody talking about that they used to work there. So I'm gonna actually see if I can get like oh. people who used to work there to see if they can tell me stories. If the people there now don't want to talk to me, so we'll see. That'd be cool, man. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely cool. And, and I can relate to that whole, the, you know, there's something here feeling. Um, yeah. You know, this last one that we did, and I'll talk about it, is, the you know, the Lexington. Um, by far the coolest place in the world so far, you know. Um, and it's funny because it wasn't scary. It was it was more of a, um, like I said, it was, I, and I'm not one of those guys, and I say this in the, in the episode, is I don't consider myself to be like a sensitive. I don't know. You know, I'm not very open to like, oh, I feel it. You know, I, I don't think I have that sense in me. But this place, you definitely walk into it. And after experiencing just a few things right off the back, like as soon as we got there and started setting up, things started just happening. And, you know, at first I was like, okay, well, there was like, we spent like maybe an hour starting our investigation where there were still some people on the top deck at the very top. They were closing up shop. Um, but um, I started feeling things right off the back. And you just get this feeling that there is something there. And it's not bad. It's not creepy. It was just to me, I was like, dude, I just there's something here and, and I couldn't, yeah. like, I couldn't describe it, but, you know, it wasn't this, a, a feeling of, of, you know, being afraid to be there, but it was just like, you just knew, like you knew. And, and one of the things that I always say is you don't go into investigation expecting to see something you, you go hoping. And 
with this place, I was just like, dude, yeah, we're, we're getting something. Like I was pretty darn confident that we were going to get something. So uh, it was a blast. It was a total blast doing that place. And it was something new for me because just the activity was just uh, pretty, pretty up there for me and wild. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So, um, cause last time we had you on, I know you had talked about wanting to do the Lexington. So obviously mm-hmm. that has happened. Yeah. Um, but also the last time you were on, you were, had just gone on Paraflix and you had done part two of the Gunther, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. So how would you, and they were, they the- were about to go do the Bahia. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I guess. Let's let's rank them all. I was gonna say, how would you yeah. compare Gunther to like Lexington? But yeah, how would you? Two, uh, two totally completely different ones. Um, the Gunther was creepy, and it was creepy because the presence that you know that might possibly be there was one that was not a good one, um, just because of okay. the, the activity that happened. So, like, if you if uh, going over for a new listener or something that hasn't um, been a yeah. part of it, uh, the Gunther, you know, a brutal murder happened in room six, uh, three six, and and it was like a pretty much a massacre of a woman that he had taken into that room. And she was um, basically chopped up into pieces is what the the theory is. And she, her body was never found. Um, And just the presence of knowing that you might be encountering something like that in that room and the history of the activity happening in that room was, you know, women being attacked, their hair being pulled. Uh, You know, I went into the restroom and locked myself in the restroom because that was the bloodiest area of the room, apparently where they found parts of the body, like bits and pieces of the body. So my, you know, my bright idea was, well, let me lock myself in the bathroom, have everybody leave the, the room. And, and I do this investigation on my own in the pitch black of the tub and see if I get anything. And when I got a response on the REM pod, you know, I, that freaked me out. That was scary just because of the fact that I knew what it could possibly or who it possibly was, or, you know, what it might be, the energy that I was feeling might be, you know, something not of, you know, a good kind. So, uh, that was creepy. Um, La Bahia, uh, was more of a let's see if we can get something because the paranormal occurrences aren't that often, but they have been you know noted and, and spoken of. Uh, one of them being you know, and what's really cool if you look at the history of Texas, there was like a you know we're, we went under several flags, and one of the occurrences that happened was in one of the rooms. Um, they left the camcorder rolling in the bedroom of that that little room where the people stay, even though it is a room that was manufactured for people to stay the night in. It was an actual room of the mission at the time, but you have to remember you know residual hauntings or whatever the case maybe um you know it was across that entire area someone heard a man speaking french in that room on the audio so it was like an evp that was recorded on the camcorder so you know there's been some occurrences and i think the coolest one from ours was um if you watch the episode there's a scene where i actually and i talk about on the episode too is there's a scene where uh i ask it to focus its energy on the light bulb that we have the the motion detection light bulb and it has little led lights in it and i tell it you know if you if you're here if you can you know do things you know focus all your energy on the light bulb and nothing happens you know we got a few evps you know that was the most that that occurred for the most part um i did catch a figure an anomaly on the sls camera while we were pre uh, recording and setting up but i didn't have the sls on record at the time like i said we're just setting up but in that same room um, so later on, you know, nothing happened with the light bulb. We started packing up because we had a drive in the morning. So we wanted to sleep at least a good two, three hours. So we stopped filming around eight. I mean, five in the morning. We stopped recording and investigating at five. 
eight o'clock we wake up and when I come to the living room, we start packing up everything. The only thing that we hadn't officially packed up besides our cameras or anything, the only thing we hadn't picked, uh, packed up was the light bulb and I think like two other pieces of equipment that were there, small pieces that were on a little coffee table in the living room area. And when I woke up and we're already getting ready to leave, I was like, let me get these things. Uh, the light bulb was split in half. Like no joke, the light bulb was split in half. Uh, and I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, hmm. I was like, well, maybe Steve, our camera guy, you know, my, my buddy dropped it, you know, because he was he was up a little later than we were. And he's like, no, bro, like I didn't I didn't touch it. And the thing is, I was afraid of the ball rolling off the table. So keep in mind, I did put some stuff around it. You know, I don't go into this much detail in the episode, but I did put things around the light bulb. Like I put um, I think we had the one of our EMF recorders. It was a H2 zoom. Uh, and then I had put like, I think, uh, uh, one of the long mics there just so it wouldn't roll off. So it had no chance of rolling. We had two light balls. And the one that we had actually used uh, was still there because I, I didn't use one of them. And yeah, it was, it's a plastic ball that's glued. Like you literally have to drop it and break it for it to open up in half, what? you know? Yeah. And so I go to the table and the ball's broken in half. And, and my dumb ass, we're, we're like trying to get everything together and head out. Well, I had just gone back in just to pick up the light bulb. Like we didn't have the cameras rolling. We didn't have anything going on, but the light bulb was broken in half. So I, I should have got my phone recorded, but trust me, man, you're running on three hours of sleep. Yeah, they call it the paranormal, <laughs> yeah. the paranormal hangover, the investigation hangover. Like I'm out of it. You know, uh, we have uh, like almost uh, a few hours of the drive to get home. And I'm just like, dude. So I, I tell everybody and everybody's like, dude, no, we didn't, we didn't touch the ball. We didn't drop it. We didn't, it's been there, but we didn't notice it till we were already walking out the damn door. So I'm there in the morning. I'm like, what do we do? And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just speak to it. You know, on the episode, I won't like, we, we missed our opportunity to film. I had already touched it and messed with it. So I was like, like biggest mistake of the investigator and for the show, I could have recorded and made a whole segment of that, but just to catch our reactions, but I was, dude, we're so out of it. Um, but yeah. yeah, that was the freakiest part of the whole thing in Goliad was that that ball was broken out. And I show it, like I tell it, focus all your energy early in the night. I was like, focus on your energy and make this ball light up. Um, I don't think it made it light up, but you know, how did the, how the hell did it break in half? So that was yeah. the cool part about Goliad. So the morning was more freakier than the entire night altogether. Um, but the Lexington was a lot more fun, uh, as far as investigations and, and, uh, and experience, uh, the Lexington is a blast. If you have a chance, go check it out. Um, they do do investigations. They even have some public ones too, sometimes where they have a lot of people coming in at one time, they show you the spots, the hot spots where they go on. Um, Bill Miller was the guide for us that night and he, uh, he runs blue ghost paranormal because the Lexington is, uh, you know, nicknamed the blue ghost. Uh, mm. so, uh, it's pretty cool, hmm. man. The Lexington's a lot of ironic. Fun. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> uh, and you'll see when you, when you see the new episode, you see the intro that I say, it's, it's pretty funny. I, I, I throw that in there like a small little pun, but yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, so then, um, yeah, that was actually going to be one of my questions uh, with investigating the Lexington. Did you guys have the boat to yourselves or like a section yeah. of the boat to yourselves or how did that work? One security guard who keeps uh, manning the entire ship from the camera room and mm -hmm. our guide and, and us. Nice. That's um, so, yeah. So, and you'll see in the, and you'll see wow. in the video itself, like there's moments where you would probably be like, why are you just standing there? Go check it out or whatever. When things happen. Um, we kind of stay to where we are because there are a lot of rules. You have to understand it's a, it's a, it's a monument. It's, it's a, it's a tribute to the, to the people that lost their lives and, and everything that happened during World War II and, and the ship itself. So there's a lot of rules going into it. We had to stay with our guide. We couldn't stray off or wander off. Obviously, uh, there were some times where some things happened and I'm like, we need to go check that out. But of course we can't. So we send our guide and our guide is a paranormal investigator himself. So, you know, I, we respect him. We trusted him. And he went and checked out the areas. And the, the biggest part being a safety, uh, the ship is extremely yeah. old. There's a part of the top deck that's still made of wood. The original ship deck 
where planes land everything was made of wood and it's you know deteriorating they're, they're repairing it yeah so there's a lot of parts of the ship where he's like hey this is where we stay this is where you go this is where you cannot go so sometimes we heard some things and you know it was unexplainable but bill check it out you come tell me and what's really cool too is he sends you a full-on report after you're done uh he, he basically re- annotates everything and every experience that you have and sends you a report. And, uh, you know, if we see anything after when we uh, review evidence after the investigation, we send that to him and say, hey, we also caught this. Um, so it's very professional, very cool, um, very knowledgeable. Bill's uh, knowledge of what happened on the ship is so cool. Um, telling you the experiences and the, the occurrences that it may cause the paranormal activity within the areas is really cool. You know, people have died on that ship, man. And there's some rooms that are creepy as hell. And you know that people have died in there and you're just like, holy crap. But once again, like I said, once you you get going, you, you kind of realize like it's not so much a bad presence. It's more of a like, hey, we just want to talk and, you know, let's get some let's get some communication going. So, yeah, I, I can't I can't even imagine being the the lone security guard on there just watching everything from the cameras, like the amount of shit that this guy probably sees. Yeah. Did you ask experiences? him? Yeah, no, the, the security guard stays up on the top deck, and I think most of the surveillance is just on the top deck. He just watches oh, the okay. because if you look at if you if you ever visit, you'll see it's like one long ramp that gets to the ship, and then one big gate. So anybody can just hop that gate and go in. So I think his job is to make sure nobody goes in after hours, and that's what his job is. Um, the rest of it is basically you, when we where we're going, and we're going to the places that they don't even take the tours. So we're going where there's gates and stuff, oh. you know. And, and so we're, we're hitting the areas that you don't see on the normal day-to-day, you know, hey, you're allowed to walk around areas. We're, we're seeing the parts of the ship that not everybody gets to see, which was really awesome. It's, it's, it's a hot box. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's humid as hell and, and everything. But, man, you don't, you don't even think about that. Like, honestly, you're just having it's, – it's just – it was an experience. Like, I've loved that ship since I was a kid. I love going on it every time we're in Corpus. Uh, and like I said, when he tells you, hey, someone, someone passed in this room or, hey, bodies of – you know, there's been quite a bit of bodies that died here. Um, my favorite room was probably the dressing room, which is where they would get uh, bandaged up, taped up whenever they had like any kind of uh, firefights, battles during World War II or any kind of injuries. Um, you walk in that room and you're like, dude, yeah, people have died in this damn room. So uh, that was a cool room. Uh, and, you know, you don't see that on the tour. Uh, and what's and there's going to be some extras. I'm going to throw out some extras. I was talking to my, my cameraman last night. He was here helping me edit. And what was really cool about this was, uh, there's a part where he totally flipped out because we were told ahead of time that one of the parts that I didn't know this, they do a haunted house on the Lexington during Halloween. Oh, shit. And so one of the parts that we investigated on the other half of it, uh, they, it was the actual haunted house part. So he's like just exploring with his camera and you just see him going around and all this, he's like, what the, f-? And he's freaking out. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, where am I? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, he saw like a head coming out of a toilet. He saw some body bags hanging and he's oh, just flipping God. up when you see shit. Um, and so we're going to put that out there sooner or later. I asked for his permission yeah. last night. He was like, we can put it in the episode. I was like, no, nah, bro, like, that's extra content. We're, we're putting it out there for like yeah. you know, some laughs. So oh uh, yeah, God. he flipped out on it. Uh, but it was with, I mean, by all, if you look at when you finally see it, it's freaking hilarious, but um, it was really cool. But yeah, there's some parts in there that were pretty scary that you just didn't expect. So it was pretty cool. Can, can you imagine just like, okay, I'm on a ship, everything's fine. And then you see body bags and a head yeah, in the bloody, toilet. Yeah, <laughs> Right. Well, I, well, actually, today I, when I went to work, because I'm I'm a nanny, and I was going to one of the houses, I opened the door, and there's a skeleton, like they're right getting ready in front of the door. <laughs> yeah, they're getting ready for Halloween, but like I wasn't expecting a freaking full ass skeleton to be. I don't why it was on the floor in front of the like doorway. Like it was like I opened the door into the house, and it was just in the middle of the floor. I'm like, why? 
But for a moment, I was like, holy shit, I'm about to die. And then I was like, wait, it's October decoration. That's still a month out, though. Like, we're not even close to being in an October. If we can start Christmas November, we can start Halloween September 1st. I'm on the same People people who – I've seen people start putting up Christmas lights after Halloween. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? We're not even close to Christmas yet. Like. Carlos At least is one of those people. Guilty. Wait until Sorry, after no. Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm a decoration no. guy through and through. Yeah. Um, I think I started putting up my Halloween decorations last year, like September 15th. They were up for like a month and a half, man. I just I couldn't. Good. I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, I will. Well, I've always been like, okay, I'll start Halloween October 1st. And then when I saw that Carlos is like, oh, November 1st, we're starting to decorate for Christmas. I was like, fine. We're starting September 1st for Halloween, and that's how we're going to do it. I mean, I <laughs> guess Halloween's to be mine. fair, a lot of places, like a lot of stores, like we went to the do- Dollar General yep. the other day, and they already have Halloween stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. like, guys, yeah. it's like it wasn't even September yet. It was still August. I already hit it up, man. Um, I have a bag. Yeah. I hit it up. <laughs> like, I love decorations, especially uh, Halloween yeah. decorations. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and I don't know if you get a chance to catch, just to give you an example of how cool the Lexington was on responses. Um, I did upload it to my YouTube. It should be on my YouTube. It's on our Instagram and, and on our Facebook. But I did give a small snip of one of the parts that we're going to put into the into the um, episode. It's going to be a two part episode, so it's going to be our season finale. Um, but what's really cool is this. This was probably the coolest response we had the whole night, and I had to share it just because how exciting it was, and I want to give people an idea of how cool it was. Was we're in the sick bay, and one of the things, and I, and one of the things about the sick bay is we were told one of the stories was that. When they decommissioned the ship, someone actually got stuck and they weren't taken out of the sick bay. And they were there for a good while. They died in the sick bay. Um, somehow oh, wow. they were missed. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I can't confirm how accurate the story is, but that's the story we were told. Um, so when we're in the sick bay, which is a new addition to it, but it was a little bit bigger and, and everything. But we were in this new addition to where there's these bunks. And it's on, it's on our YouTube, so check it out. Uh, it's We get a clear, intelligent response. And the reason I say it's very intelligent is because I set up a REM pod, which is basically, it's almost like a proximity sensor. So it's the little black ones with the red light and has an antenna. So nothing that goes in front of, I heard that too. I don't know what that was. Hold on. Yeah. Carlos? Hold on. I'm so sorry. Are you watching the game? <laughs> It just started. It started. Yeah, he's a Cowboys fan, so it might be the game. Mm. It just started. No worries. No, just scare the shit out of you. <sighs> it's good content. It's the game, right? Freaking video game. Oh, uh, video game. Freaking video game. Cause, Jesus Christ. Oh my god. I thought he was gonna be watching the Cowboys play. Oh wait. Just let me tell him. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's already getting angry, man. It must not be going that oh, well. Yeah. Just, like just, 10 minutes. Jesus, they lose Joseph and I I don't know. <laughs> Probably, man. I mean, oh, my God. Dallas fans, man. They're hardcore. Um, yeah. no, so Why? Like, uh, so, yeah. just uh, So, the intelligent response, and like I said, it's, it's really cool being an intelligent response because it did exactly what I asked it to. And like I said, the REM pod that we use, we had two different REM pods. We have the ones that are very sensitive. Um and what it does is it'll light up and tell us what's going on. So then we have the black ones. Which it's a REM pod, but I also call it a proximity sensor only because you have to really like set it off as far as um, it, it, it gives more of a little bit more of a wide 
um, area to, to play with as far as the antenna goes. So if you come into that area of the antenna, it'll set it off. Um, and I, I've tested it out several times where I put like a pen, a stick, uh, anything that's not, you know, my hands, something that doesn't have any kind of static electricity on it. And it won't go off. Nothing will touch it. Nothing will set it off unless it's like, you know, a human hand or something with some type of static electric, static energy on it or any kind of um, electromagnetic energy to it. So I placed one of those on the bed and I also placed uh, an EDI meter, an EDI meter. Um, it's a multi-tool device that actually logs in. Um, it's probably the best paranormal tool there is because it gives accurate logged in data. You put a memory card and you can actually plug it into your system and actually see the data, the time and everything that everything happens. It measures vibration and measures um, temperature fluctuation, humidity and electromagnetic wow. fields. So I put two of these. I think on I, there. I've seen it. Yeah, it's a really cool tool. And so I put one of those on the, the bed along with the uh, proximity sensor, the REM pod, and I put it on there. And so I also set up a laser grid to see if there's any movement going on. So while I'm standing there in front of the bunks, I ask it, you know, if you're here, can you communicate with us? You know, I'd like to really speak to you, just, you know, find a little bit more about you. And then I say, if you can, can you sit on one of the beds and let us know that you're here? And the way you can do that is by touching the, uh, oh, I say, can you sit on the bed and let us know that you're here by touching one of the, the light balls? Because I had light balls on the bed too, and that doesn't happen. I was like, okay. I was like, well, if you're here and you want to communicate with us, can you please sit on the bed? with the orange lights, which the EDI had some orange lights. I was like, if you can sit on the bed with the orange lights and touch one of the antennas that from the black box that's sitting next to it, if you can do that, that'll let me know you're here. And just shortly right after that, man, after I gave it clear instructions on what to touch, it freaking did it. And it, it logged on and it does it again. And I'm just there like, holy crap. I'm like excited. I'm just and I'm like, dude, goosebumps. Yeah. And my brother behind me with the camera's like, dude, me too. Like we're freaking out on it. <laughs> Um, but it literally didn't do it when I first said, can you just sit on one of the beds? And I, I hope that it would do it to one of the ones that had the light balls to show motion or something. Didn't do it. But once I gave it clear, specific instructions and said, hey, touch the one with the antenna with the red light, the orange lights on it. It literally did it. And it, and it went off. And you can see that it's on our YouTube channel. It's on our Instagram and Facebook. Like, check it out. It's so cool, man. It's like amazing. So if, if you guys do real quick, if you guys do check it out. Um... Or even if you watch the episodes on Paraflix, uh, headphone warning: when those REM pods go off, those they're loud. Are yes. loud. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm sorry. About that. that's, no, that's cool. It's cool. I, what was that? I'm sorry. That's even when me bring the volume down. Like, yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I had my headphones in, and then I and I can't remember if it was that video of the Lexington or if it was during the Gunter the, the second episode. Um. I don't remember. I don't remember which one it was, but all of a sudden a REM pod goes off and I just, I had one headphone in, I had the right one in. And I just remember that thing like blasting my ear. I was like, Oh dude. And I had to turn it down, but then I would turn it. And then I would turn it down, but then I couldn't hear like the, the EVPs Mm -hmm. because the spirit box is also like, I can only imagine how loud that thing is in like in person. It is. It's super loud, but um, you want to try to get whatever you can from it. And that's why I do have a full blast. No, no, no. And and that's, that's cool. Like I, I get it. I just want to give a warning that, that, you know, if you are using (laughs) listening with headphones, just, you know, you're warned, but I mean, no, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, Like I said, it's, it's, uh, no, I was going to say, cause if it was me, I'd be so focused on like, okay, like what's about to happen. And if I heard it, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Okay. Well, thanks for that warning. Yeah. (laughs) No, well, I mean, yeah. I don't think you'll see it coming because like it was literally one of those things where like I think it was like off to the side or something. And he was talking like Joseph was talking or asking a question. Gunter. Uh, yeah. Was, yeah, it was a yeah. gun to then. Yeah. And then this thing just goes off. and I'm like, oh, 
the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that one was really cool too, man. Because I don't know if you if you remember it, but like um, we were there. The Gunther, the second episode of the Gunther was a like I think it was a compilation of three different visits, and we went to investigate. And they were oh, so okay. cool, so and I love the Gunther and the staff because they were so cool and so excited to have us there and, and just complimentary, letting us you know explore. You know, we were very respectful and, and uh, you know obeyed to their 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 rules and stuff. We respected the place and. Uh, the night uh, the we went before the last episode where you saw it on, um, you know, we set up the static cam and then we just put up a laser grid up and we waited for something to happen in the kitchen because there was so much activity that they stated had happened there. And, you know, we heard like literally we were outside of the door. We went outside the kitchen and we closed the door and it has a little lock latch. We put that on there. We stayed in the hallway just to make sure nobody went in and out and we could, you know, protect our evidence and make sure that no- nothing was going to disturb whatever we had going on in there. And we're in that hallway and we waited for a good 20, 30 minutes, maybe just chit chatting and talking real quietly and stuff. And, you know, after we take the evidence back home and everything, we review everything and, you know, we hear something being moved in the kitchen. And the week prior to that, we had heard like a clink or a, like a glass thing or something just moving and hitting. And when we review the footage from this next episode or the next visit, I'm sorry, we, we went and we heard the same sound on the static cam and then it sounds like something's being moved. And I was like, dude, that was the sound. Like that was the sound when we were here the last time. So then when we come back again, we're, we're exploring and we're looking and I'm trying to see what could possibly make that sound on our third visit. And it was literally some, some glasses that were right there. And it was like, almost like a, like a mocajete, like a, you know, a thing mm. to, oh. it was in the kitchen. So I moved that and it scraped it on the thing. And it literally was the same exact sound we had heard. I was able to like, you know, replicate it. And while I'm doing that, showing an example to the camera, that's when the red pod goes off in the other area. And I'm like, holy crap, mm. so that's go running. And luckily I had a static cam on that side, which showed, dude, nothing. Oh, okay. So then, yeah. Yeah, it was insane, man. That was the coolest evidence, I think, from that night as well. For those so, of you guys who don't know what a molcajete is, it is <laughs> uh, basically it's a Mexican mortar and pestle. Yeah, there you go. It yeah. smashes things. It makes salsa. Yeah, made yeah. of lava, lava rock. Lava. So awesome. Yeah. So... So then do you think that that sound is more of like a residual thing or it's just something make, like hit it, kind of knocking it and like making that sound over and over again? Like, do they just have a, 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 a glasses? Oh, sorry. I'm like, let me think about it before I say it. So that's yeah. Um, next to the glasses or like what? And what to what be honest, that? the whole kitchen itself was still being, uh, I guess, prepped from after COVID. They weren't using it. So it was, you know, still fresh from COVID. So like they weren't doing the dinners, they weren't using the kitchen. So that's why we were allowed to roam freely through there because it was just stuff thrown around everywhere. They weren't really utilizing the kitchen. So whether why that was there, I, I don't know. Um, but it was, uh, I mean, it could be just because of the fact that it's just kind of funny how, you know, we messed with the stuff that, you know, basically. So I it may have been intelligent just because of the fact that we messed with it and then it, it, it caused something else to go off. I think the residual yeah. piece, and, and but the, the residual piece as well is well, why is it why does it keep happening? Why does it keep happening to that one item? So mm-hmm. that's where I more residual than anything, just because of the fact that it it uh, obviously it's happening more to that one item than anything. Like it's uh, occurrence, it's a haunted object. Yeah, it just reoccurring, reoccurring. So something's messing with it, and something has yeah. an it's made of stone. Oh my god, <laughs> stone tape theory. You had to bring it. It's been a while. I'll give it to you. You know what? I'll yeah. give it to you because you I'd haven't like brought in stone tape theory in a while. It. Oh, just, a stone tape theory. It's, it's just the whole like how you know anything that's like basically made of stone or any kind of like natural material like can limestone quartz. Oh, like I know the specifically one, yeah. those. 
yeah they it like it's like a record mm-hmm. and it records yeah. energies and stuff like that so, yeah mm-hmm. for like the first 20 episodes i feel like all he did was talk about stone tape theory so then we did a we deep did dive on stone tape theory and it kind of like yeah but nice. yeah so i was thinking when you had mentioned earlier about the um, about who you thought may have been in the room or not. Uh, I know that in the in the episode, there's a name that comes up quite a bit that I think in the, fir- the first few times that you all didn't hear it, and then later on, you you guys do catch the name. Mm-hmm. I think because it, it was mentioned in another part of the, the the hotel, no? I think the first time you guys hear the name, it's in the room, and then the second time, I don't know if it's in the room or if it's in another part of the hotel. Um, no, I think it was my brother that heard the name. Um, so the way that worked out was we had heard it, on on the s box and it was my brother that heard it i didn't hear it my brother had heard it and so we talked about it and my brother was doing his own thing for um asla muerte chronicles i guess and we had rented out two rooms so he was doing his thing on that side and uh, we were doing ours in that room and he was trying to you know, record stuff for himself and so we're like all right we're, we took a break and we're like let's go get a hot dog so we we had this like awesome hot dog vendor downtown san antonio so we went to him come back <laughs> Um, dude, they're amazing. Uh, find them across here from the Hard Rock Cafe. Cheap little plug there. Wait, what, um, what is it called? Yeah, dude, I was like literally in San Antonio at the be- in the beginning of August or ju- no, 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 beginning of July. Mm-hmm. What was it called? It's just the a hot dog. dog he's one of those little like oh, New York it? hot dog vendors with the umbrella. Oh, okay. Man, he's just frying them right there. He's always across the street from um, Hard Rock Cafe and Hell at the Moon. It's on the corner behind Ripley's. Dude, if you're in San Antonio, okay. he's the late night guy to go see. Man, he's awesome. I was there, yeah. dude. <laughs> so we, uh, we and we were hungry. <laughs> we went to go get a hot dog, and we come back, and my brother's like, "Where y'all at? I'm, I'm finishing up my stuff." And like, "Oh, we're we're coming back to you, whatever." So we get to the lobby, and he's sitting in the chair, and he starts telling us the name, and well, we start telling him what we heard, and um, I want to say, was it Sarah? And honestly, I have to go back and remember the name, um, but I think it was Sarah. I want to say it's Sarah. Uh, Lisa? So we get. Uh, the name I, I can't honestly remember the name right now. It's Lisa, Lisa. Lisa. He's Lisa. like, I'm gonna yeah. tell you that yeah, it's Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> Thank you for knowing that, dude. That makes yeah. me so like, wow. Dude. Yeah. Um, the fact that I can remember you did. Um, but yeah, so we get back to the to the hotel lobby, and he's sitting there in the lobby, and we're just talking, chit chat, and telling him what we've gotten so far. And Mike was like, dude, I heard the name Lisa, whatever. And Danny's like, shut the fuck up. Like, are you serious? He was like, dude. He was like, I didn't hear anything. He was like, he was like, but I felt something, and I felt like something passed me on my left side. He was like, and he was like, and, and I asked, and he was like, and for some reason, just in my mind, and Danny's not one of those that he feels himself like he has that, that power or anything, but he was just like, that name Lisa came to mind. And, and my brother Mike's there, like, and I'm just looking at him like, oh, shit, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, That's kind of weird. So we brought it yeah. up again, and I think we brought it up in the bakery, too, asking to see, and I think it happened in the okay. bakery. You hear That's it what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we tested it out. So we heard in the whole room. So I'm like, okay, is this thing following us? Is this person following us? Whatever the case may be. I'm like, is Lisa the name of the woman that was, you know, murdered in the room? So I go and I start researching, like, and he, and unbeknownst to me, Danny started doing it too. He starts reaching and we're trying to find like missing people with the name Lisa during that time frame. But the thing is, uh, we don't know if she was from out of state. We don't know if she, where she was from. So we looked at Lisa from those time frames that the murder occurred and stuff and seeing if there was anybody missing from that time frame. Research it for a good month, man. And we couldn't find anything with anybody yeah. missing. I think we had talked about this, this the last episode with you yeah. and Dan, um, where um, I know like Elizabeth Shue from Karate Kid and stuff like yeah. that. Um, they call her uh, 
Ralph Macchio and and oh, I forgot what Johnny's name is. But anyway, they call her Lisa because her name is Tommy. Elizabeth. Is it Tommy? I don't know. Uh, it's it's Elizabeth with, with an L- Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so so they call her Lisa because her name is Elizabeth with but it's spelled E L I S A B. Oh. So maybe it was a nickname. I don't know. Well, I, I know I had brought that up. Everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the other thing that, that I was thinking too was like I know um, how you mentioned that about them getting their hair pulled. Did you say that they they also got women were attacked? Yeah. Or, um, if you ever or just seen, had the hair pulled, it was her hair pulled. Uh, there's it's on YouTube. Um, if you look up the Gunter investigation, like paranormal investigation stuff like that, there's a couple. There's a couple that did an investigation there. I think they were married and they're sitting on the bed. And at one point you see her sitting there asking questions and you just see her hair. Like she just, boom, she just gets yanked back. And so they freaked out. And I think something happened. I think they even said in the video, like at one point they even like, they ended up splitting up because I think she was just pissed. Like, dude, you brought me along for this. Um, I don't know the backstory behind it, but yeah. and, And I mean, maybe that's just false, but like on the video, you hear something. One of the videos I saw, that they kind of platformed that video and yeah, you see her sitting there and she's just like, her head just goes back and it's just like, Oh shit. So, you know, that's why in our video, I, it's horrible, but you know, I put my, wife, your wife. Yeah, I put my wife on the bed and we just sit her there with some, <laughs> some tools around her. <laughs> um, luckily the red pod got pushed. I mean, it worked. Yeah. So that was really cool. So yeah. Um, you know, women, it seems so, to have a thing about women. So I was thinking, what if, it's the like since you did get the name. What if it's her like trying to warn them that mm, or trying, trying to, to the get them out of the like, room? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like trying to pull them out and be like, "Hey, get the fuck out of here!" Because this guy's gonna come and kill you, type of thing. Or it's the guy trying to take another female victim. There's and that's the cross between them. So it's just funny because too when you talk about trying to warn them, so. Uh, you, you don't see it on the episode, but on one of the trailers for part two of the Gunter, I actually recorded the phone call and the conversation I had before we went. And I was asking the clerk, you know, stories like, Hey, what's the stories behind this place? And, and he's like, man, he's like, I've, I've only been here a few, a uh, short while, but I did have experiences with customers, um, you know, uh, staying here. And they basically tell me that there's one lady, she's a regular and you can hear the whole story. It's on our YouTube channel. It's a cool story. Uh, he's like a regular came down and said, never put me in that room again. She was like, because I ended up waking up in the middle of the night and I kept feeling, I kept feeling like something was touching her. I think she said it was touching her, messing with her. And she thought it was, at least she thought it was her husband. Um, and then she ends up waking up and sees like a white mist or a white light next to the bed. And then it disappears and it flipped her out. Like she freaked out and she was like, she came down and was pissed and was like, never book me in that room again, like ever. So, you know, there's the white light, but you know, it's funny. And now I'm like, a, thinking about that, about the white light part, like, is it the woman? But at the same time, uh, I was just talking to somebody and I can't really say the name because they don't like being known for it. Um, but it's somebody close to me. And we were talking about shadows because somebody had asked me a question about shadows and she's very, very, very open to seeing things and feeling things. And, and, and this, this girl has apparently has seen things like seen family. Members. She's a relative. She has seen family members of mine and described them to the TV without even knowing them. Cause she's a fairly new relative. Uh, so uh, when I had asked her a question about shadows, she was like, you know what? She was like, it doesn't matter the color. She was like, they can come in white. They can come in black. They can come, you know, gray, whatever the case may be. However you see the shadow itself. She was like, but it's the presence and the feeling that you get when you're around them. She was like, that's how you identify them. 
So when I thought, yeah. was, yeah, well, maybe it's, you know, the white shadow isn't a thing or whatever the case may be. It's a matter of how you feel around those presences. So she said that, you know, she usually tries to ignore them. She doesn't like to open up too much to them unless she knows that they are somebody that she may um, basically have known from the past or whatever the case may be. But she says she basically ignores them just to leave them be because she doesn't want to be bothered so much by them. Uh, but yeah, she, she broke that down for me, letting me know that shadows is more of the presence and the feeling that you get from them, not how they appear. Can we have her information to talk no, to her? She I'm said kidding. she doesn't know. I was like, we've had an anonymous guest before. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is true. This is true. But yeah, no, no, I mean, she, well, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's, uh, I was just kind of joking, but hoping. But, yeah. um, but, but no, because, because I am, I'm, I am curious because I, I have literally heard that, like what you just said about how, you know, people are like, it's not about what they look like. It's that's mm-hmm. why, you know, I've said before too on the podcast that people will say like shadow people, like they may look scary, but it, it just may be somebody who doesn't know how to like fully form into mm-hmm. an apparition. Um, so I have heard that where it's, it's not necessarily about what they look like, but about how, like what you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've also heard other people where it's like if it's black it's bad if it's white it's good yeah. if it's gray then it's in the middle so i yeah i mean i'm, I'm kind of curious about that that's my initial that was my initial feed on it what i had heard you know but you know coming yeah. from her who you know and I, I trust her just because of the fact that she she's not one of those people that goes out and makes money from it she doesn't ask yeah. like she doesn't even tell anybody about it you know there's very few of us that know about it uh and just the fact that she's able to share that with us and tell us she has no reason to lie to us you know she's not seeking any kind of attention um and the fact that she's actually surprised us with a few things that like how did, how the hell did you know about that or how were you able to to, to speak about that so um yeah she yeah she's very to herself and like i said it's very few of us that know and, and the fact that she's able to do that and tell us you know I, I really trust her judgment on it and just the fact that she she deals with it personally and has no no gain from it whatsoever so it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty trustworthy information to me to to and i i've i've mentioned this before but i, I that's what i enjoy about you know what i've seen from your your episodes and the just from the conversations conversations that we've had before is like for example the slr camera when you have it uh i think it's in the kitchen or something like that mm-hmm. and that figure pops up in that um is it like a bean bag or like a rice bag or something yeah yeah it's some bag on the floor and there's this figure that pops up on there but in the episode joseph mentions that it was there that same image popped up the week before so like he's kind of debunking it saying okay like this might not be yeah you know anything but i and then like again these facebook groups man just some I've I've seen people put up SLR f- footage and any little thing that any little like stick figure that pops up oh look there's there's a ghost I'm like dude there's like literally like five yeah. of them right there you know what mm-hmm. I mean it's like you know if if it's if it's a thing where like you're talking and you're saying okay like raise your right hand and this thing does this or like you ask story, it to yeah. do things and it's doing stuff then okay fine I get that mm-hmm. but if you're just seeing like this random thing and it's just like wobbling on the floor like that like I literally saw somebody in the comments saying that this ghost was having a seizure. I was like, like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Dude, like, seriously, this is why people don't take 
It's serious. Yeah. Paranormal seriously. This, this seriously because of people like that, you know, and, and it's unfortunate. It's, and and a lot of people get upset. It's like, why are you in a paranormal group if you don't believe? It's like, no, dude, it's not that I don't believe. It's just I that don't I don't that. believe every <laughs> yeah, I don't believe every single thing that's being posted on here. You know what I mean? So yeah. again, like that's what I like about you, you guys, because even in in like in the I can never the pre, presidio de, yeah, la Bahia. de la Bahia. Okay, yeah. So even in that episode, like you're you're asking questions and you're hearing the freaking door like just like kind of shake or move after yeah. some of your questions and you're like, okay, that's the wind. I'm like, bro, I don't think that's the fucking wind. And then you're like, and then every time it happens, you're like, it's the wind. It's the wind. And I'm like, God damn it, dude. I don't think it's the wind. And but no, okay, and- let's fucking this shit. It's the wind. And it, it, it's funny that you said that because we did think about that. And like the whole thing was like, and I, I told them about it. I was like, dude, it happens after every, like after question, like boom, like, and I'm not yeah. timing it. I don't know how the wind's gonna push the door or not. Like it's 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 dude, it's straight up crazy wind out there. Like I wish I could show you all the actual audio compared to what we have the it's called like a cat hair or cat fur on, on the, the mic. Okay. And it locks out all the wind. Like if I had the mic and mm. the original audio, you wouldn't be able to hear a damn thing. Like it's super windy mm. out there. So the door alone slamming as hard as it is, and it's an old wooden straight up door, man. Like it latches and everything. Um but yeah, it, and I took that into consideration, but I was like, man, like, I, I can't prove that, you know, but at right, the same time, yeah. deep down, you're just like, dude, that's pretty freaking weird that it happens after every question. So I love that you mm-hmm. saw that. And yeah, uh, the SLS, man, like it, it is one of those where, you know, I I loved that I used it out there in the open field. And I say it in the episode because, um, and I do it on the Lexington too. I only like using it in areas and I used it in the kitchen. Don't get me wrong in the Gunter, but I felt like it was an open area to where I could get away with it. Um, but I tried not to use it in areas where it's going to mistake an object, a standard object for a human body. So in the open field of Lava here, I'm like, dude, this is perfect because there's nothing out here to imitate a body. It's not going to map out a body off of something out here in an open field. So if I see something pop up, there's something there. It's mapping something. So um, that was the perfect time to use it. We didn't get anything, obviously. Um, but, you know, who knows, you know, if we ever go back and try to do it again. But that's to me, that's the best way to prove if a, if a device is actually working the way you want it to is take away all the possibilities of false positives and letting it, you know, work itself and see if it, it does is work for you. So, um, yeah. So, and that's that that's what my goal was that night is like, dude, imagine imagine getting a, a stick figure, an object, an anomaly on this screen to pop up in an open field when there's nothing there for it to actually map out. Um, and the apps too, man, I think the apps are kind of out there, you know, I'm not going to dog on anybody that uses them. Um, maybe they do work. Uh, but I'm just, I, I stray away from the apps, um, especially the SLS ones. Cause you don't know how, cause the whole point of the SLS is it maps out a bunch of infrared, uh, uh, dots and it basically, it, it puts out a grid so that it can form over whatever's in front of you to map it out. So I, the camera, the a phone doesn't have that ability. So that's why I just feel like the app on the SLS camera app is just kind of like, mm, it's not as proven yeah. as the one that you actually have. So um, I, I totally agree with you on that one though. Yeah. I think I was calling it the SLR, but SLS. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't. Um, I, I was going to say that. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> um, um, that's true friendship right there. I'm just saying. Yeah. No. And then, so the other, the only other reason that I, I also feel like, well, again, because of the the way the door was slamming after the questions, and it seems to be almost after after almost every question, there's another part in the episode where 
I think you're you're in front of this big wooden door, and I think you're knocking on it or something like, or you're or it you're just in back. front of it and it knocks. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. It, yeah, the, yeah. The, so the door knocker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's why I feel like okay, well, if it was able to do that, I'm sure it could slam a door too, or like push against the door. So, but again, you know that uh, that's that's you doing your due diligence as far as like okay, look, it could be this other factor. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it might be this, but there is this other factor, so I can't definitively say that it's an intelligent response to what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So again, yeah. I can appreciate that. I can, as far as like to try and grow this as a science or, or make this more legitimate or more valid. But you're yeah. wrong. It was a ghost. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and, and the reason I put the door knocker in there was the fact that that door was closed, shut and locked. And it was one of those where that door knocker is pretty heavy. So I just yeah. couldn't understand how it knocked back. So that's yeah. why I did put that in there just because I figured the factors itself were more valid than, and then me just saying, Oh, it was the wind. I felt like the, there wasn't as much to disprove it as much as the other one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why yeah, I did the because doctor. of the weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I did allow that to be put in there. So, you know, and yes, I'm trying to keep people entertained with the episodes, but at the same time, not, um, you know, taken away from the actual investigation and the validity of what we're trying to do. Zach Baggins. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've never worked with them, uh, so I can talk smack. I love their show. I, I used to not be a big fan just because I had heard so much guffo, but to be honest, man, it's an entertaining show. Um, I think a lot of the places they go to are, are truly, really um, you know, active, and there's a lot of credibility to what they do, and I think some of their experiences are really cool, uh, but yeah, I don't know. As a fellow yeah. ghost there, I'm not going to, you know. <laughs> well, I am a fan of both shows, so I'm just saying it because I was surprised Michelle hadn't done it yet. So I was. Oh, I'm not. So I'll shit on it. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. That's hilarious. Come at me, bro. Um, I I did have a question actually. Yeah. Probably should have asked it like 15 minutes ago, but um, because I remember uh from the Gunter Hotel or no, sorry, not the Gunter Hotel. What what cemetery were you guys at where you're? Oh. Your wife ended up kind of like feeling oh, the, the chills and everything. Yeah, cemetery one. Downtown yeah. Downtown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like she was like, "Oh, it's like BS," and then she ended up feeling it. Well, but this happened right? to her again recently. Oh, so no, so she had she's so when I'm watching certain shows that I like. Uh, there's one that I love, uh, and it's called The Haunted Side, and they're a YouTube channel. Um, they're very big on YouTube. Uh, awesome guys. They're they're great to watch. Um, it's Patrick and Jason Spencer, Patrick McQuarrie and Jason Spencer that do it. And uh, the, one of the things they always say is uh, they get a lot of chills. Like they all oh, feel chills, you know, feel chills. And my wife's always like kind of dogging up, making fun of me. She's like, oh, they always yeah. feel chills. I'm like, hey, you know, you never know. It's it's kind of kind of out there. Um, and so um, so we finally go to the cemetery that one night and it's a humid ass night. It's hot. You know, Texas is as far as humidity goes. And we go into that one grave, uh, the, the plot area of this one family. And we walk in and she's like, she makes his face. And I look at her, I was like, what's the matter? And she was like, just got chills. And I was like, oh, okay. So now you, now you know what that's like. Huh? <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, yeah, okay. And, but it's funny because my brother Dan was right behind us and he was taking pictures at the time. And shortly after that, when he took that, those pictures, Sure enough, right in front of her, a few feet away, were those two shadow figures, and that's the first and only time I've ever actually we've ever actually gotten shadow figures on on actual still camera, um, and so it's just kind of cool. And I just think it's pretty pretty cool that that happened. So um, yeah, she she experienced chills for the first time and kind of hasn't said anything about it since. 
Okay. Well, so that was going to be my question is because I, I know that she went like to the, well, I don't know if she actually investigated the Lexington with no, y'all, but I know. Okay. Okay. I was going to say if she investigated, did she feel chills? No. But, yeah. Okay, she had to sit that one out. Unfortunately, we had some other, she had some other things going. I think it was work related that she had to stay here for. So. But okay. she did go with you to La Bahia, no? Yes. Um, La Bahia was an interesting one just because she was translating for us. And then she ended mm-hmm. up uh, feeling sick while she was translating for us. Um, so, uh, and I told her it saved the episode and she was like, I'm so sorry for feeling that. I was like, dude, we don't know what it was. And don't, don't feel bad. Cause she thought she like messed up by getting sick. I was like, no, I was like, that was great. I was like, you know how like cool that was. Uh, I knew she was gonna be fine. I knew she'd be fine. Um, but yeah. after that she was totally drained and she slept the whole night and it was cool. Cause she said when she went to go lay down in the room too, she had heard there's a wooden chair and a wooden desk there. And she heard the wooden chair kind of like screech, like, like move on the floor. So I had set up mm-hmm. some, I set up the light bulbs on the chair and the desk. And then I had set up a REM pod there as well as was well a static cam on her. Uh, we didn't get anything out of it. Um, I watched and reviewed the entire time the whole night with her to while she was asleep in the room, but she was knocked out like a light man. So you just said uh, for, um, the S box as loud as it was, we were using that in the room and literally there's a window behind me in the, in the episode. And, um, that window leads right to her, her head where the bed's at and everything in the next room. And dude, she was out like out, like she was drained completely. So that was just kind of interesting. Um, at La Bahia, that was another thing that happened on the episode where, uh, we were translating and she was translating in Spanish for me, trying to communicate with any kind of Mexican army or Mexican people there that may have inhabited the mission before, you know, or during the, the Texas revolution. And, um, you know, she had done it a few times prior. Um, but when she got sick, it was when we were in the cannonade area where there was a cannon and a blacksmith area and stuff like that. And that's when she, that's when she ended up getting sick. So she had translated maybe two times prior to that, two or three times. And then when she got there, I had asked her to translate and she just looked at me and she was like, no. And I was like, what happened? And she basically, she was like, I'm, I'm, I can't do this. Like I'm sick. Like she went off. And so, um, yeah, we had her sit out the rest of the night. So it was pretty, pretty crazy. So a question, I guess, that I have, like, kind of hearing you talk about, and this is more so for, like, new listeners who maybe they haven't listened to previous episodes with you and and Dan and stuff, but then how would you explain, like, how you said, I don't think I have any of those abilities, and then Dan and your wife are both like, no, I don't really think so, but they have these experience. kinds of experiences like what yeah like what do you what do you think is going on do you think that because it's like i tell eric all the time he's like i don't have any abilities i'm like do you see more shit than i do so like we believe do you think people um, are just yeah right like do you think yeah. they're like in denial or just don't want to no i i don't think it's bad if i could i would you know um yeah and, and i think it's the fact that you know knowing that you know we're out there doing what we're doing we're actually believing what we're doing and yeah. i just feel like the people that a lot of times, like I said, like my relative, like the one that does experience things, she doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want so much of it, you know, to do, to do with it, but you know, she knows she has it. So, but she doesn't talk about it. You know, us, I think we go out there looking for it and sometimes we find it. And I think that's the biggest thing about it is that we're out there trying to find what we, we can't see or what we don't know. And, and we get lucky a lot of times and, and we're doing what we can in the little experiments that we can to try to detect it or gain evidence of what we're doing. And, you know, our minds are a little more open to it. And I think that's what allows us to, to experience it a lot of times. You know, we don't just automatically dismiss it as something else. Um, just like they say, like kids and, and babies and stuff like that, young, young, you know, toddlers, newborns and, and babies that are around three, uh, 
you know, you see those videos where they see things or they're talking to somebody or doing something that involves something that's not really there. You know, is it their imagination or is it because their mind isn't flooded with everything that we have going on day to day? You know, the worries and the stress of bills and payments and what I have to do at work tomorrow or what I'm doing later on today or what am I going to cook for dinner? You know, there's so many things that our minds just fluctuate within every second and every day and every minute, um, you know. People that have a little bit more of an open mind might have a gift to be more open to it. And then there's those that, you know, that aren't, you know, like the kids that don't have anything else going on and they're able and their minds are open to it. Um, that's one of my theories. I mean, I don't know if that's it. I can't, you know, necessarily prove it, but I just feel that's, that's, you know, a start to where, you know, people are able to, to experience those things. Like I said, I go looking for it. We go looking for it. So we find it sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, and maybe some people are able to grow their gift if they do have a gift and they're able to grow it because they're able to channel it and they're attempting to a little bit more. And those, those are the ones that are, you know, the psychic mediums that are out there doing it more often and, and attempting to make contact. Uh, you know, they, they may be the ones that are experiencing it more because they practice it more and they're able to do it more. So um, that, that would be my theory and opinion on it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I would, tend to agree with I, I it goes along the lines of what michelle said before i think that is why i'm so reluctant to do any kind of ghost hunting just because i have seen things without actually yeah. looking for them so like i well and then the experiences that i did have when i was doing actively doing like trying to get evps and stuff it um i i'm not afraid but i just don't want you know anything to kind of like stick with me or anything yeah and and luckily like i i feel like i i i have knock on wood to this point right now where we've been doing the podcast we do talk about this kind of stuff like my you know recently was told oh you shouldn't be doing this talking about this stuff because you're just bringing bringing that stuff onto you and this and that but i i I do light my St. Michael candle. I have my holy water here. I do my, you know, like burn my Palo Santo and like just try and like maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but at least in my head, even if it's just like a mental thing to where like mentally, like I'm able to block those things away just by maybe not necessarily, excuse me, not that stuff, not necessarily working, but like me just mentally pushing that stuff out or not letting it come in or bother me or whatever, then, then that's fine. But I mean, like I said, I would really love to, even if it's just us like going and recording a little bit, like some audio, seeing if we can get some EVPs at that Ford or something like that. But then like, I, I think, you know, oh shit, dude, am I going to like bring something home or yeah. something going to attach to me, you know? Well, okay. So then, so then, and I guess this is for both of you guys, like I, I want to hear like both your opinions and I'm trying to think if I've mentioned this in the podcast before, but maybe not. I know for me, a lot of it was, and, and even, even still to this day, um, when I try and like work on stuff for me, there's always this fear that, like you said, Eric, like I'm going to bring something home or something bad's going to happen. I'm going to see something scary. And what I get told time and time again is it's scary because you don't understand it. It's scary because you don't know it's scary because it's unexplained or, you know, you don't have the knowledge yet. And I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of everything right like you're afraid of like if someone throws you in a dark room there's you're gonna have that fear of like i don't know what's in this room is it like this dog that's gonna like bite me is it some you know like whatever it may be um so is it like the unexplained or the the unknown that you're afraid of or is it is it actually 
a ghost that you're afraid of. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like I think I saw a meme just the other day. It says you're not afraid of uh, you're not afraid of the dark. You're being you're afraid of being alone in the dark. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it's funny because like you don't, it, and that's what it is. It's people being afraid of the unknown. But you know, to be honest, you know, I think there's just been too many occurrences and too many things out there that we've seen to where you know that there's a good and, and a bad. And I think that's what causes the uproar and the fear because you're you're the unknown isn't just being afraid of just the unknown. It's the un, it's being afraid of not knowing what you're dealing with is good or bad, you know? Mm-hmm. So once again, it goes into that calm presence, like how do you feel like you are, are you able to control your emotions and really, you know, you know, look at the situation that you're in and, and knowing that, you know, this isn't a bad thing. So the rooms and, and everything on the Lexington this recently was they're dark. They're very dark. Um, they look creepy because you're on an old World War II ship and everything's rusted. And, and you would think it looks like a really creepy place. But I had no sense of that whatsoever while I was on there. It wasn't scary to me because the feeling that I had there, I felt that it wasn't a bad presence. So um, I was very comfortable and it wasn't a scary feeling when a REM pod went off. It was more of a like, holy shit, this is cool. Like they were communicating like this is awesome Um, versus, you know, being in a a place that's very dark and, and, and feeling like I do not feel good about this. You know, you had that gut feeling. So um, I think, you know, it just depends. It depends on the person and how they, you know, look at, look at where they're at and the situation that they're in and the investigation that they're going through, if they're doing one and just analyzing the situation itself. Um, Like I said, uh, as an investigator, you have to go into it looking for every reason why it's not paranormal. And I think if you go into it that way, um, you're able to get out of that mindset of, okay, this is scary. Um, if you want to do this, you kind of got to go in and say, you know, looking for every reason and every, every cause of, of, you know, every activity that might be being experienced in that location and saying, okay, this is why it's not paranormal. This is, you know, it's caused by this. Um, but once you run out of those options and then you still feel a certain way, or you, if you immediately walk into a situation feeling a certain way, um, like a fear, uh, like a sense of dread or a sense of sadness, or if you have that sense to where you're able to pick that up, um, I would honestly say immediately walk away from it just because it doesn't, it, it shouldn't be messed with. Um, mm-hmm. If it's, if, if there's an activity going on and there's a sense of or a presence that feels that negative, I mean, why take that chance and walk away from it? Yeah. You know, I've read too many books to where, you know, investigators have said they've dealt with that, that presence where they knew it wasn't okay and they felt sick to their stomach or they felt nauseated. Um, that's why they, they connect a lot of that to EMF fields um, because a lot too much of an electromagnetic field can cause a person to feel nauseous, feel dizzy, um, hallucinate, whatever, see things, whatever the case may be. Um, but, you know, who's to say that it isn't something evil at the same time. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where I, what I've learned. You know, I'm not, you know, the, the expert. I don't want to say I'm an expert at all this, but, you know, from what I've read and what I've learned and what I've experienced, uh, you know, the minute something doesn't feel right in any situation in life, walk away from it. So, I mean, that's yeah. that's what I would say. I mean, I, I can, especially literally what you just said at the very end, that if something doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. whether it's paranormal or just with life, walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Just please somebody tattoo that to their bodies because it's, that's, yes. I have literally, like, that's what I'm working on. Like, literally, that's what I'm working on. I'm like, okay, this, I don't feel good about this. So I'm going to walk away from it and find something else or I'm going to, mm-hmm you know, put my path. So trust your gut, man, you know, amen to uh, that. Anything that you're going to trust your gut. Like, well, I mean, well, so that's what that's, I, I love that you just said that too, because that's what a lot of people say is like every, when people are like, everyone's psychic, 
that's what they're talking about. It's like mm-hmm. your gut when you when you say like trust your gut. Like yeah. some people, you get a bad feeling about something. That's your intuition saying this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel good. Get out of the situation. And some people will train that or hone that. And maybe they're not necessarily like quote unquote born psychic, but they're able to like work on that and and get that those feelings or, or discern those feelings, I guess, or whatever. But um, yeah, well. Yeah, thank you for answering that question because yeah, I was curious. Hopefully, it was a good answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I I agree with with that. I think so. Eric, did you have something? No, I was just. I mean, I definitely feel like it's 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 an unknown thing for me. Um, just the unknown and and just past experiences, you know, because you know the experiences that I did have doing the whole EVP thing, and then stuff started happening at the house, and then. So I stopped and then those things kind of settled down. And then those experiences that I had before we did the whole cleanse of the house, just like those are the the fears that I have of something happening, something like that happening again. You know what I mean? Like, cause I haven't had night terrors like, or day, day terrors, mm-hmm. like, um, like I used to have, you know what I mean? And haven't really experienced anything like, you know, uh, like that other time, like when the dog started like standing on my chest, literally barking, downstairs and then like at, at one point even barking at the kitchen like he was on my chest um barking at the kitchen like if he was like if there's somebody standing like so i'm laying down on the you. sofa like the kitchen would be behind me he's barking that way like if somebody was like standing behind me or something you know and and so and followed down the staircase it was i think it was from the staircase and then like oh. i kept trying to put him under the blanket and then eventually he just came out and started barking directly behind me and i was just <gasps> like oh Dude, I thought it this. was reverse. That's no. worse. Something coming from downstairs up towards behind you. Yeah, that's like news to me. What twenty years later? Holy shit! Yeah. That's creepy. Investigation. <laughs> <laughs> like, like honestly, I think Eric would have. Well, I don't want to like throw that out there and then it not happen. But I think, I think Eric would have a situation kind of like Dan, where Dan again says that you know he doesn't really necessarily feel anything or have any abilities, but he's like, I got the name Lisa. I genuinely think Eric would have that where it's like I saw something or I heard something, felt something, and then we would be able to confirm it. But you know, he's in denial and it's whatever, and I can't can't make him do what he doesn't want to do. Uh, like I said, maybe for that, for that, like I said, if you come down here and I can get a hold of Martin, maybe we can go down and and keep me in the loop. Have him, yeah. Keep me in the loop. I am definitely all for it and, and helping you out with that and, and having a good time and doing it and seeing if we can, you know, actually catch anything. Wait, so so before oh. we got on here, you told me there was something, some bad news and some oh, not so bad news. Oh, yeah, so. I don't know. That was supposed yeah, to be so, off off the recording. No, or? not at all. Um, uh, it's yeah. I haven't told anyone. I only announced it on, on Facebook too and stuff and Instagram. But like, uh, yeah. So the, the episode should have dropped. Like I said, you wanted to do this before, which now you, you got that um, going. So um, my dumbass ended up um, deleting all of the edit work that I had on the first oh, episode. No yeah. footage. It's it's fine. It's all backed up and saved. Um, but. Every single edit I had on the Lexington, like for the first episode, was just completely wiped out and it wasn't backed up. Um, another thing I learned, amateur move, um, but I learned how to do that now so that ain't going to ever happen again. Uh, but yeah, my program, I thought my program was already saved to that setting, um, but it was only on autosave, meaning it just saves when I close the program or when I leave it, you know, uh, idle oh. for a little bit. It's It would save, 
but it wasn't saving the backup file as far as what the work I'd done, which you can do. Um, when you work with like Premiere and all these other programs, some of them automatically have it, which I thought mine did too, which it didn't. I had to actually go in the manual <laughs> and put it in, and I hadn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I lost all like, dude. It's been like a good two months of work that I put into that. No, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So is it gonna take you another two months to do it? Hell no. Um, my buddy came over <laughs> helped me. Um, I've and the fact is, I kind of have the map already embedded in my head. I've been watching it That's over good. and over, over and over, over and over, editing. So I know what I, where I had it. I know where my cuts were at. I knew everything where I wanted it to be. So, um, in the last you know two two days, I've actually made a lot of progress. So it's almost uh, a little more than halfway done with the first episode already. Luckily, everything I had started on the second episode uh, for the part two episode um, is already still there. So that was still safe. So I've gotten that in there. Um, so it's going to be another like maybe I want to say at least two weeks just because I want to get the sound and I want to get everything right again, the color and everything. Um, but I was like, well, if that, that kind of makes sense, because Paraflix is doing a whole Halloween themed uh, month. And mm-hmm. so uh, what I want to try to do is basically have it ready for October because um, they're going to have like the whole, you know, hollow, hollow kind of thing going on. Um, nice. And we'll be promoting that as well. So I was like, well, you know, screw it. And it'll come out in October and that'll be all right. You know, people can watch it during October. And um, I'll actually be doing a giveaway pretty soon too, where I'm going to pay for a whole full year uh, subscription for Paraflix for one person. Um, and I'll probably do some shirts and stuff, uh, giveaway with the shirts and, and Paraflix. Um, I also thought about doing something else where, uh, and my brother's the one who gave me this idea, my brother, Mike, my other brother who's on the crew with us, um, about doing something with the, the Lexington maybe. So we're in talks with that and, and so just throwing ideas out at that point. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm working hard to get the episode out there by October. Uh, so they just really sucked. I was like, dude, you have no idea. Like, yeah. for like a good two days. I had no motivation. The first night I worked on it again, I was like this. It's kind of like uh, it was just like I was like crap. Like I knew that the cuts and everything, but I saw it again. I was like, this was this isn't as good as it was the first time. Delete. I was like, no, this isn't good. I just delete. Like I was just trying to get through it because um, it's a lot of work, man. Editing and, and yeah. trying to do all that. So y'all know, I mean, as content producers yourselves and, and doing this and trying to make sure everything sounds smooth. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it gets frustrating, but. Um, but I, I was having fun again. My, my my best friend came over, the camera guy, and he was helping me out a lot last night. And um, you know, just reminded me it's it's all about doing what you love, and and, and editing is something that I love to do. So well, we're back on track. <laughs> and this this yeah. isn't the first scare that you've had because you spilled a drink God. on your computer too, right? What did I miss? Uh, yeah. Did I forget this? Yeah, what? no, yeah, no, uh, yeah. So same same scenario. Uh, I didn't learn my <laughs> lesson. Um, so this wasn't my fault this time though. This isn't my fault. Uh, this time I had my drink and it was, it was, I was drinking a Powerade, whatever it was late at night. And, um, I basically picked up my drink to take a drink from it. And, um, I felt like a bug, I don't know if it was a moth or whatever just <gasps> in my mouth. And like, I flipped out and an initial reaction was to pff, spit it out. So and some of it got on my laptop and I was like, shit, I was in my head literally like, not again. Like I've been so, so safe and cautious and everything. And. So I immediately flip my laptop over and I'm getting a towel and I'm just like time dabbing it because I don't yeah. want to like push the keys in and get anything into my system and fry it out. And I turned off the computer, turn it off. So I'm guessing when I was wiping the mouse pad part off, the touchpad part, I'm guessing I highlighted and ended up deleting somehow. Oh That's how it basically God. happened. Yeah. So I flip it over. Everything's fine. I was like, okay, nothing got inside. And I turn it on. I look and I'm like, what is my episode at? I was like, wait. I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, like, wait. So that's what yeah, so that's how I was happened. talking about the. Oh, okay, I was talking about the first time. Yeah, no, <laughs> this is the second time. Oh, this is the second time. The first time was just an idiot, oh. me, uh, 
crossing over my uh, the charger on the laptop and my drink was on the side and it knocked it over and went right on top of my laptop and I just flipped it over immediately. Nothing bad happened other than me freaking out over my laptop for a oh, This okay. time it was a total catastrophe. And this time oh, it happened uh, over a few uh, droplets. Like it was literally just a few splurts of, on my keyboard, but I didn't want to take any chances. Mm-hmm. So I flipped right. it, you know, and, and yeah, I just, I made more of a mess this time than I did the time before. So oh my and with God. that first time you thought you had lost your footage for this episode, for this, this Lexington episode as well, right? Yeah. It was computer was fried. I thought everything yeah. was gone. Um, I thought oh, everything man. was gone, and I hadn't put it. Uh, I hadn't had just put it in. I hadn't backed it up yet, and um, it, and I don't think it wasn't for uh, the Lexington yet. It was for Bahia. Bahia. And, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I hadn't backed anything up yet. I had just uploaded, and I was going to transfer it over, and that's when that happened. Um, so yeah, man, I've had scares, dude. Like you need to sage your equipment, like before you start. Yeah, I was like, you need you need something with a cap. First off, there you so go. Not, oh, there you go. There you go. Let me plug that and, in there real quick. Let me plug that in there. Oh, real nice, quick. nice. Or and or I would like have my drink on the floor and then just. Oh so, yeah, I keep it on the chair now on the side. Oh but my god! Also, there like go. I haven't been doing it with you very much, but like last night when we were doing it, I had it on the chair on the side, and I was like drinking like this, like in case it happens again. So I'm sitting <laughs> away from the computer. Um, oh I was turning man! My head, you know, a whole ninety degrees just to make sure I didn't spit on the computer. So yeah, it's that is awful. Wow! Wow! So then, I guess by the time this comes out, it might be a week or two before the uh, the your episode. A week before, okay. So yeah, so we're good to go. Yeah. Okay. So by the time you guys are listening to this, it'll be about another week before you can watch the Lexington. You just said they're doing like a promotion in October. Yeah, it's for Halloween. Yeah, they're doing a whole promotion. We'll be posting stuff. So if you follow me on my page, you'll get to see that. Um, The link to subscribe is under our Instagram profile, and it's also under our Facebook too, Um, and YouTube. Uh, It's in the descriptions. Um, But Perflix is really cool, man. And like I said, the reason I I love it is because they really do. The company does care about us. Um, They're really cool. There's no deadlines. You know, they're like, hey, thank you for your hard work. You know, we know as content producers who, you know, like me, who work a full 40, 80 hour job a week, we're still out there trying to get stuff out there to people. And it really gives people like investigators who want to create a show, but at the same time, not, you know, um, not have the budget to make these big productions and show investigations the way they really go sometimes. And uh, people who really do this for a living and love just showing it off and showing people what it's really about without the uh, theatrics and stuff like that. It gives people a real in-depth look at a lot of the, a lot of what we do sometimes. And don't get me wrong, there's content producers out there that are uh, great and they do throw some theatrics in there on the program as well. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a little bit of everything. And instead of having to search hard and wide on on, on YouTube or, or Vimeo or wherever these other websites are where, you know, you're only able to find out the big major, you know, 3 million followers, you know, that, that a lot of times, sometimes they do fake evidence, man. Um, some of them do. And this, this, this one, they, they platform a lot of cool people that, you know, don't get that chance to platform themselves and they, they take pride in that. And it's a, it's a really cool program. They, they take really good care of us. You know, um, they have a really good system as far as, you know, payouts and stuff and, and taking care of their content producers. So it's a, it's a really cool program. It really is. And if you got something that you want to try to put out there, you know, if you email them on the link and show that you want to put some of your content out there, they're really good at understanding about it. And, um, you know, they, they, they work with you on it. So it's really cool. It's really, really cool. That's so, awesome, man. Uh, no, I was just, it's cause I was thinking, sorry, I, I was, I listened to everything you said. I swear to God I did. It was just, I was thinking about something else that when Michelle was talking about the, the cemetery, 
that I had wanted to bring up then, but I, I hadn't had it. It was, um, I don't know if it's like a TikTok or a reel or something. I don't remember if I saw it on Facebook or on the police officers. Yes. Dude. Oh, they scream and run off. Have you seen it? Yeah, dude. Yeah. That shit's hilarious. I don't know why. Like when I saw that, I thought of you and Dan. Like not it that probably you, would happen that way. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you guys told us a similar story. Yeah. What Dan was Did... telling us about the two officers that saw the, uh, oh my gosh. Oh, it was that a bird was... or something. Oh, the Lechusa. Yeah, it was Lechusa, the witch. Yeah. Yeah. Start digging at a grave, and then she went behind the yes. tree, and just they saw the bird fly off. Yeah. 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 Ooh, I got goosebumps all over again. Yeah, so I guess that, that's what like I imagined. Like mm-hmm. whenever I see that video, I, I think of you guys because of that story. So it's <laughs> like I don't know. I thought I'd, I would bring it up because yeah, that's no, hilarious. Every time I watch this, dogs too, right? I think I told yeah I told you about the dogs where we went into the cemetery and all the dogs started barking at one time, but there's like no dogs around. And then they stopped at oh, once. Yes, 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 you did. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they stopped all yeah. at once. That one was crazy. Uh, I don't like yeah. that. So I guess that's why like, I see that video and I associate it with you guys because you've told us stories like, you know, yeah. So it's I, 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 probably would, I probably would react the same way, man. And just I did best get from the car. Let me. <laughs> so would I. I would oh, be walking out and as soon as I hear that scream, I'm like, nope. <laughs> and I would have... <laughs> Probably tripped over myself too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, That's awful. Yeah, yes, guys, definitely go check out um, Parafl- uh, Paraflix. Go check out the Paranormal Journal on Paraflix. And I, YouTube. And, and YouTube Instagram. and Instagram and, and Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> so check the them out on all those places because uh, when I when I I, I knew that their episode was coming out because we follow them on all those platforms. Uh, I knew that Lexington episode was coming out. We've been excited about the Lexington episode for a while just because it's such a like huge landmark here in, in Texas. Texas. Like it's, it's, I mean, I, I, if you live in Texas and don't know about the Lexington, like you're not actually you a Texan. doing, yeah, <laughs> what are you doing with yourself? But, um, so we've been excited about, about it for a while. And, um, so I was like, hey, you know what? I think it's coming out soon. Let's see if we can get Joseph on so he can talk a little bit about it, start promoting that episode, you know. Uh, and so I binged watched the episodes again before. So I'm I'm ready. I'm excited to watch the, the Lexington Glad episodes. You Thank you so much for following it and being a fan. So we really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. And like I said, it's always fun to have you on here, man. It's always a good time. Like, like We've been going for almost an hour and 20 minutes. And I'm like, where the fuck did this time go? Well, well, yeah, man. So again, like Michelle said, thank you. We appreciate yeah, you coming on, and thank, thank you, you for uh, answering that message and saying yes, I'll do it. <laughs> All right, guys. So that was Joseph Mendes from the Paranormal Journal. Um, Always become, a pleasure to have them on. I know he's he's you know become a, a quick friend like literally after episode one i'm glad you reached out to him and everything it's, it's been super awesome to have him in our paranormal community but um guys if there's anything that we kind of talked about I, I for the most part we tried to kind of explain explain yeah explain what it was that we were talking about but if you feel out of the loop um if you want to go back and listen to episode 10 was when we first had joseph and he you know talked about like some of those uh, first experiences with like the cemetery and and the gun the gunther had they gunther. gone there yet yeah uh he had done the first episode the first episode that's yeah, right because that's a two-parter um, as well yeah and 
um, after episode 10, he, you know, he was talking to us about his brother, Dan Hernandez. And so we're like, well, let's have him on. So um, some of the stuff that we talked to Dan about, we also mentioned in this episode. So that would be episode 13 um, to hear what Dan had to say. And, and he's with Hasta la Muerte Chronicles. And then um, episode 25, we got to combine them together and we had both of them on and, you know, went back and forth on everything that they were doing then. Um, and and, then and episode, I think they even had like teased about the Lexington and they did. Well, they had said that they wanted to do the Lexington and they were oh, right, trying right. to work on it and stuff like that. And and they're, they actually got it. So um, they're going to Bahia is what I think. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And then now we got episode 47 and they've already been to the like, well, yeah, Joseph, the Paranormal Journal, like they they did their investigation at at the Lexington and everything. So, I mean, like like he said to you guys, um, follow them on YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook, and then find them on Paraflix. Guys, it's it's not it's not that expensive at all. And again, if you are a fan of the paranormal, um, this is this is something literally specifically paranormal TV essentially. And like Joseph said. You know, it's also a good company. Like they they take care of their content creators, so you know that you're supporting good people. You know what I mean? A, a good company, not you know. And this is this is not sponsored, by the way. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> we're, we're not <laughs> part of Paraflix. We are just uh, fans. And and but we do we are followed by the CEO of Paraflix. This is true. This is true. So uh, go out there and check them out for sure. Yeah, and and just a refresher or a recap. Episode 10 is with Joseph, the first time that we ever spoke to him. Episode 13 is with his brother from Hasta la Muerte Chronicles, um, Dan Hernandez. And then 25, episode 25, we have both of them on. And then now episode 47. And spoiler alert, alert, we are very probably soon also going to have Dan back on um, so that he can Mm. share some of the stuff that he's been working on which yeah. i'm super excited to hear about but yeah that'll definitely that'll don't regret getting him off of facebook yeah right <laughs> he's he's one of he's one of the the treasures the hidden treasures that we found on facebook, on facebook sure. yes oh both of them but yeah. yeah um well yeah joseph and then he put jo- joseph put us on to dance so we were able to get to dance through joseph but yeah guys good so people guys too just yeah yeah, so go check them out, Paraflix, all their social medias, uh, the Paranormal Journal, and Hasta la Muerte Chronicles. And uh, there's a website called uh, webelievedyou.com. Oh, shit, no way. Yep, it's uh, called webelievedyou.com. If you want to come on here and be interviewed, or you want to share a story. Or you want to admire my work because I worked so hard on that website. Yes, you can go there or, or you know, to share your stories to be uh, you can click on the contact us page and you can be anonymous, guys. You can send it in Spanish. Uh, it doesn't matter. We'll translate it. Uh, and then you can also find all our social medias on there as well. There's a tab for that and there's a tab uh, for listening to the podcast you, podcast. You can listen to it on the website or you can click on your favorite uh, podcast listening site on there as well. So go ahead and do that please share your stories guys because we believe do you do you